why not uh, firearm safety? Just firearms training is, is key. You know, guns are an excellent tool. If you were required to fill out that 10-day form with a background check, you should also be required to attend a class. Of course, so you can obtain that firearm and take that firearm home with you. But we're going to follow these rules. My shout-out to you this week is to Jason. Well, this story just got off. My shout-out to Ed. Like I said to Jason, I just took a huge... It's going down, dude. Adam has a beard. is sponsored by Trailboards and BoboSoul.com. I'm all about it, bro. Yeah, we all know it's not right. We all, we all want to. We all want change. We've been reacting rather than responding. We can say this, we can't say that. We can do this. Whoa, you better slow down. You cannot do that. We're not going to stand for this frustrating, endless story. Because we hold a lot of fear around speaking our truths. Everybody, everybody should know that they can find The Refined Man at therefinedman.club or on Instagram at The Refined Man Barbershop. Never get it wrong, man. Never get it wrong. This is the law that you chose to uphold. You need to uphold this law. Um, I really want to. Get, I really want to talk about that. Yeah, that guy's, you know, yeah. James Naswood. That's so cool. All right, we're recording. There we go. The dismantling of Chop Chaz, whatever you want to fucking call it, uh, up in Seattle. Then, the, yeah, that's kind of cool, though. I think. I think it's good because it shows that uh, Mayor Durkin has taken back her trying to take back her city now i don't know if that's under direct pressure of the governor direct pressure of the president who knows why right. or what but it's it's gotten to the point where there's so much miscon misconceptions behind what's happening there you know what i mean yeah. i do not know personally anything that's happening there i know that this is the this is the case though a lot of the news coming out of there was very misconstrued there was a lot of violence apparently and burning buildings, but then I had friends show up there and go visit and they were like, nothing like that. Here's some yeah, pictures. Yeah, Look at like, this. It looks peaceful and beautiful. It's like a street party. Right? Yeah. It looks it looked exactly like that. But then all of a sudden it's like, now you have a, a shooting here and there. And then the last one was where those two kids went in there and started shooting up the place. And you, dude, let's get, you know what? Let's get back to being peaceful people again. Capitol Hill was a, was such a, a, a calming place like you you would hear about it you know through macklemore's music you'd hear hear about other people going in there visiting hanging out dude what happened to what happened to let me quote uh jackie moon from uh from semi-pro everybody love everybody i just watched that was that just yeah that was just on right i don't know i've seen that i seen it when it first came out and i was just like Hey, man, this freaking movie's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it was such a good movie. And, and like, I always use that, you know, I was like, oh, fucking Will Ferrell, man. He always gets get some good shit going on. And he, yeah, oh, hell that yeah. thing he said, he was like, everybody love everybody. You know what I mean? And so I kind of like, whenever I'm in war with somebody or, you know, somebody's like, you know, a real bitch to me, you know, I'm like, I'm like, man, everybody love everybody, bro. You know I mean? What the fuck's wrong with you? And that's why I always said, like, tell you before we we're in, you know, when we're concluding our episodes, I'm like, hey, Jason, I love you, man. You know what I mean? And that's why I always say that to you, because fuck, man, why are you going to have uh, such conflict with people? It doesn't matter who they are, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got the redneck Americans and you got the Mexican Americans and you got the Caucasian Americans. You got all these goddamn Americans that, dude, should love each yeah. other. And they all want the same thing. They all want equality and they all think somebody's getting something that they're not getting. Exactly. And some of them are right 
and some of them are wrong. Yeah. Like white people got things for hundreds of years. Yeah, but now there's a segment of white people that don't get jack shit just like, you know, yep. everybody else. Yep. And it's it's a new segment of the population that I don't really think government is aware of as the disenchanted white person. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean they're racist as much as it means as they want they want to get in line too, you know? Yeah. Like they I know generations right before me, you know, they were like set to be next in line. And then in 1965, you know, we gave minorities the right to vote and like a certain segment of white people were like, wait a minute, we were next to get stuff, you know, come on, when is it my turn? And since then they've seen, they've seen Democrats giving to the less fortunate and they're like, yeah, but we're less fortunate and you're giving our stuff to them. When are you going to give it to us? So I get it, you know? Yeah. I, I remember when we first started with the, uh, with our, uh, um, employment with the state and it was always like, you know, Oh, you gotta be sure to click that affirmative action. And I'm always wondering, I was like, well, what does that exactly mean? You know what I mean? Does that mean I'm getting right to the front and sure enough. And it was weird. You know what I mean? They're like, Oh, you got hired with affirmative action. That's fucked up. And I'm like, dude, that's sorry. You know, I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm Hispanic, you know, that's what they consider me Hispanic, you know, American with Mexican parts, bro. You know, sure. And other people got their jobs through other contacts, you know? Yeah. Veterans. I really love the veteran thing, dude. I really, I see that on applications and I'm like, that's so awesome. And they're like, well, are you a veteran? I'm like, no, sir. I'm not. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. No, sir. No, sir. I don't have a DD problem to support. Them. Yep proud to support them i mean if a veteran takes my job that's what it is you know what i mean because a veteran Mm -hmm. is there you know they need they need all the support they shit we took them out of there out of a regular life you know demoralized them built them back up and now these 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 machines that have to go do the bidding of of whatever government in charge you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then they come back here and they're just still in that mindset and it's like how how do they get how do they function how do they it's hard for them. You know what I mean? I know a couple personally that are uh, pretty devastated, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, yeah. My nephew served three tours as the IED, you know, the guy that like dug out the IEDs in the road and yeah, he has, he has PTSDs and he's looking for solutions to it. You know, microdosing with psilocybin or whatever that is. Yeah. And so he's trying stuff because, he drinks too much and he knows he drinks too much and his wife knows he drinks too much. Float but... tanks, buddy. Float tanks. Yeah. Anything. Yep. Float tanks. Uh, uh, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of therapy, a lot of, um, mm-hmm. dang, I, I wish I knew what the, the, the terminology was, which, which therapist it was. Um, not necessarily, maybe a mental health therapist. I don't know, but there's another therapist mm-hmm. out there that I cannot for the life of me think of what they, their title is, but that therapy, um, dude, smoke some weed. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You know, smoke some weed, go into a float tank where it shuts down everything and you can just focus on your mind, yeah. you know, clearing out some things, de- dealing with some issues right straight on, you know, that's the best thing for, for float tanks and for PTSD guys. You know I mean? I got a friend of mine who does that. He goes in there, smokes himself fat joint, goes into the float tank. It comes out and he's like, dude, I'm like, yes, there he is. There he is. I love that. And you know, PTSD can ha- happen. It it's it can happen so much. I think that's what I think that's what life is a lot about is the PTSDs we suffer in our life. And 
my friend was telling me about her daughter and how she suffers. And I was just like, anybody can suffer from PTSD. And it's a real shame that we're raising kids nowadays with to just layer those things on, you know? Yeah. That's a lot for a kid to put they're on. Take, they're taking a lot. Yeah. Kids are taking a lot. Remember, I mean, we didn't have the agendas and the after school programs and the things necessary to get into college and stuff. And, you know, we could just get a blue collar job. And now the new factory job is IT jobs. And you need like a degree and, you know, you need to know stuff. Yeah. Robotics. You need to know, you know, software yeah. and all that shit. And then repair too. I mean, it's like when I was doing machining, um, I had to learn that whole machine, the, how to mm. program it. And I just like, God dang. And so I got to the point where the boss was like, you know what? I'm just going to program it. You run it. And if everything goes down, <laughs> you fix it. Okay. You know, and if it got too much, it's like, ah, shit, yeah. the machine's down. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. I ran a, I ran a printing press and it taught me about life was that one dial would move the paper like side to side that another dial would like stretch it and make it more taut and every dial did something and if you messed with too many dials at once that paper was breaking and you were down for a half hour rerunning that paper through the entire press you know just to turn it on and hope you didn't make another mistake you know? <laughs> but that's what it taught me don't don't crank all the if there's something going wrong with your life just crank one dial a little bit at a time to see if it makes a difference don't like change everything and then say i don't know why everything was wrong something's right now Cause you don't know how you fixed it. You yeah, know? exactly. That's crazy, dude. That's crazy. But I do think we need to learn that there's support out there and we need to learn what it looks like and take it for what it is. And it's not, it's not doing it's supporting. And yeah, you know, yeah, I mean? totally, man. I mean, it's like the, the, the macho attitude is I don't need help. I can do it myself. Mm -hmm. But at what point do you say, no, I think I'm little in over my head and I need a little help. You right. know, what's the, when's that, when does that threshold happen? When, when do you cross that line and say, you know what? Somebody help me reach out. How do I reach out? Where are my resources? How do I find these resources? Exactly. We have to realize that we're not all experts in everything. Right. We're not, we were never meant to be experts in everything. That's why there's more than one person on the planet because we all know something <laughs> different. You know? Exactly, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Craziness. So I, yeah, I, I had thoughts on chop and it was the, the invading force complained about the invading force and then when the invading force came in to clear out the invading force the invading force got upset with the invading <laughs> force but at some point you need to get your city back there's businesses in those districts yes. and you know they're they're filing a lawsuit that the city didn't clean it out soon enough and I, they might be right because you need to take that stuff eventually it's a street party has to organize into something and that something isn't sitting in the street occupying a patch of land to prove your point yeah i i i feel bad for the businesses and i feel bad for the citizens anybody in that little region it's like you know you had these things that, that could have been resolved or i don't know how they could have been resolved i don't i don't have the answer for that I don't have any kind of answers for anything that went down in there. I don't have an explanation. Honestly, I just know that there's a lot of people that are suffering that are, that shouldn't have been suffering in the first place, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was just, it was, it made sense at the beginning. Okay. You know, we're taking back our city. Great. We're taking back this, you know, stretch of land. We're taking this, we're kicking the, the, the police officers out of there. 
or we got the mayor's attention that at that point there should have been conversations. There should have been a resolution. Yeah. There should have been some kind of action taken where it wasn't going to end in violence. It wasn't going to end in police, you know, you know, police department mm -hmm. coming in and taken back over by force or whatever they had to do. Yeah. They arrested 25 people for various things. They used pepper spray and balls. I don't, I can't remember what kind of balls, but that was only after the protesters started throwing bottles and rocks at them, you know? And I just, like I said, it should have grown into something. And I think those people don't realize that maybe because they're sitting in the street, having a great time and cooking hot dogs and protesting that the, the larger conversation is being had inside now, you know, there's still protesters and you still need to be advocates, but you're not doing your best by sitting in the middle of the street occupying your city it's not a good look for the protest in at some point yeah no not a good look for the for the community not a good look for the businesses that are just trying to stay alive they're already impacted by by this this whole pandemic they're they're mm -hmm. sitting there waiting to be opened back up and they're like okay we can start doing things but now everybody's invading and wanting all these free things dude that's how do you compromise how do you figure that out you know you, work, you sit down at the table with people that you can trust and you take them as far as the evidence can take them, you know, but you gotta, you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? Because if you, if your utopia is a less, less of a police force, what you're doing is just creating a situation that, that proves the point that police are necessary. Yeah. You know what I mean? By occupying a part of the city you, you're just proving their point at some point like i keep wanting to say that because i think they drew attention to a cause by doing what they were doing right. but honestly i don't know if they still are because now everybody's moved on and they're having the national discussion instead of these pockets of local discussion yeah. you know what i mean yeah, it should be kept on the lower level not not involving the governor you know who's already you know who, who's already distracted by you know who knows what he's distracted by the governor race that's happening he's also distracted by you know this whole pandemic he's also distracted by somebody breathing down his neck by the name of trump mm -hmm. and so he's already well i'm just going to go ahead and put my nose in somewhere where it doesn't belong that's in the mid city of seattle who cares right. you know what i mean i you know sure we care about the people i'm not saying that what i what i'm saying is i don't care that the governor is trying to save face how about this? You should have saved face a while ago, yeah. sir. Excuse I'm me. I'm just going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say, I don't know enough about it. So I'm really going to trust the mayor because she was elected by a majority of the people in that city. And she might have more information than I do. And if I talked to her and then disagreed with her, I might have something to say. About sure. It. Sure. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, the conversation should have happened. You know, there should have been conversations with community leaders with, you know, and the mayor and the police chief. I don't know what her name best. I think her name was, and just sit down and have a conversation, man, figure this out. Okay. Well, how can we clean this up? Oh, you want us to, you know, take classes or you want to mm -hmm. in some kind of education, or you want us to get involved with the community in, yeah. in, in a bigger facet. You want to do more community uh, sit down on uh, town halls, come and join in one of the legislative meetings for the city, whatever it is, you know, Right. that's what it should have been. It's not should have been this like, you know what? I'm just going to take over this, this little section of the city and 
good luck for yeah. everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, that's a great point because if the citizens that had a problem with the situation had been attending these meetings in force, like they protested, then maybe things hadn't, wouldn't have gotten to this far, yeah. you know, like over the last 30 years, if people had been more involved in this stuff, then maybe it wouldn't have gotten where it right. is, you know, your, your kid's room is messy. If you ignore a kid's room long enough, right? right. Nope. So, but still, I think it's a, it's a great thing to bring awareness to. I just think that we could have microdosed all the way up to there. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody should have been buried in a cloud of smoke and just had a good conversation. Yeah. You know, yeah. hey, let's sit down and eat. Let's have, let's break bread. Hey, let's have a cup of coffee. You know, right. you got an issue with me. I got an issue with you. And this is, this is the issue. Let's resolve it. How are we going to do it? Right. Who knows? Who knows? We're not going to end up in violence though. You know, who needs that? Mm. Who needs more violence in the world? We already got politicians trying to start wars for themselves, you know, to benefit. Why are we going to yeah. do that in our local communities? You know? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I just, I just, we like to be divided. It makes our brains comfortable. Oh, yeah. I said that on the other podcast. There's se over 700 billion people on the planet. Mm -hmm. And for the brain to think that they're all individual things is tough. So then we break it down. Like, let's just talk about women. But, you know, men's rights go with women's rights because they're human rights, right? And let's talk about Latinos. Oh, well, you know, Latino rights are human rights. So, yeah. you know, but we were constantly breaking it down and I, and then we sit in our camps and we're like, Hey, Latino, we hate this, but we never say, Hey, white people, why are you doing this? Yeah. You know, before it becomes too much. And I just, that's what this is about. I think, you know, is about bringing it to the forefront in some way. Bringing it out and saying, Hey, you know, this is, let's shed, shed a little bit of light on it. You know what I mean? Let's, uh, What's going down? You know, hey, let's let's yeah. have a little talky talk and see what happens. You know, but I am full of hope. Yeah, I am full of hope. I love America. Yeah, that's why I got it tattooed on my chest. You know, I was a hope and faith, and you know, and I just that's all I can do is I can hope for the best and have faith that it will be all right. You yeah. know, I say prepare in the good times and smile in the bad that you prepared for the bad. You know, yep, hundred percent. Because it's a, it's like a, it's like the tide. If you pay attention to your life, you'll realize that it gets shitty for a while mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden things get better mm -hmm. and then things get shitty again. And if you pay attention to that, and if you prepare in those bad times, if you prepare in the good times, you're going to realize you're less stressed in the bad times and the tides become smaller and those, those swings become a little less, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. It's actually, it's actually what we do in our lives and the decisions we make that cause that yeah. tide forth because we don't have all the answers and sometimes we're asked to make decisions in a split second that can affect our lives for the rest of our lives you know? true true and you don't want to make that 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 decision and it'd be a, a bad one you should probably think about it <laughs> you know? right you know think about it a little bit yeah you know yeah or or at least have thought about it b before it happens you know like what would i do in this and you know, my friend just had a baby and she told me she got a living will and she talked to uncle and aunt about what would happen if, you know, she got COVID or if she just died. And I was like, wow, you're so young that you have a living will. And she's like, I have a baby. I have to think about these things. Yeah. And it's not like, it's not like it's imminent, like it's going to happen. But what if it does? She planned ahead. Yep. What if that's the big, what if I always got to look at it, you know, for, for my kids too. It's like, what, are, what am I going to leave for my kids other than everything? 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I gotta, I gotta think about their futures and I gotta think about my grandkids' futures, you know, if that happens anytime, you know, it, it's so much more than just me now, you know, it's, it's, it's my legacy. It's my name. It's, you know, how, how are my kids going to look back and say, Oh shit, man, my dad was an asshole or, or, Hey, you know what? My dad helped me prep for this because it's just, you know, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It should have been prepping. It should have been thinking about this. Things that he, they don't think about that I think about. And then things that they're like, you know, coming up with their little ideas like, oh, hey, did you, I didn't realize this. Dad, what do you think about that? And hey, well, you know what? I can only offer a little piece of sunshine. You have the the ability to, to get the rest because, you know, it's standing in front of you. Use your head. Think for yourself. Think outside the box. That's something. It's amazing how kids do that, right? True. Like how we've been suffering with things for like, hundreds of years and you just ask a kid and they're like this just fix it like this and you try it and you're like you made that work (laughs) (laughs) damn you kids damn you yeah it's it's amazing the kids is uh the kids is outlook and kids is response to certain situations where you're just like you know i didn't think of that but they thought of it and they were too afraid to say anything about it and, and it's kind of like, you, know, you just got to urge them to think. You got to urge them to speak up, have a voice. Because my kids, they got a voice. Let me tell you that. My daughter, she, she's a miniature version of me, except she's female, which makes her dangerous. <laughs> and then my son, he's just, a, he's, a, he's another miniature version of me, but he's, he's, a, he's so much happier. And like right now at his age, I'm looking back, looking back at my age when I was eight years old and he is already not dealing with half, half the traumatic bullshit that I had to go through at eight. Right. I'm so thankful for that. I told my friend, your kids were created by you and another person to be better than you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's why they added additional genes is so that they would be better than you and eventually destroy you. hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> man. You know, that's all we can hope for. We, we want our kids to be better than we were. You know, I know that, that my mom and dad didn't want us to be better than, than them. You know what I mean? But they, it happened. You know, they didn't understand English. They didn't, they didn't, they were, they communicated very, very little. And my dad was stuck in a little job where he was, you know, all he had to do was milk cows, you know? And my mom wanted to, wanted to be better. She's like, all of a sudden one day, I don't know what happened, what the conversation was between my mom and my dad, but it was, it was an explosion. You know, it was a huge one. And my mom ended up wanting, Hey, you know what? Go learn English at school, you know? first second grade and then finally i learned english you know and then all of a sudden i come home i was like hey guess what so i would teach my brothers and teaching you know my mom mm. and all of a sudden my mom started getting better jobs you know what i mean better things better opportunity and all of a sudden she yeah. became we all became better the only person who didn't become good was my dad who was stalemate who didn't like the yep. fact that everybody was undermining his authority and he was the man of the house and this and that and it was the macho bullshit and my mom's like no we have four boys who are essentially gorillas who eat like goddamn cows who are growing who are going to be these tanks 
who are just going to consume everything. Guess what? Yep. Yep. That's exactly what happened. And, you know, my mom was like, I had a conversation with mom the other day and she was like, you know, I'm just glad that you guys do, you guys do your own thing. It's like, you got four, four individuals, you know, two of us talk, the other two, we don't talk about. And we all have our own path and we all have our own direction. We all have our own families. We all have our own way of thinking, you know? And it's a good thing, you know. I'm very proud of my brother Marco, who's got to build himself a mansion with his with his old lady and his uh, his beautiful kids. I love my nieces and nephews. Love them all, and uh, he he's done such such great things, you know. The other two, yeah, good luck. Who knows? Don't care. But just to see that we're all progressing, at least in some manner, that's a good thing. And mom's like, yeah, you guys are doing, you know, much better than we were. And my dad, obviously, we can't you know, can't find out my dad's opinion because <laughs> my dad told me a story. Dude, I'm going to tell you the story, Jason, and it's going to be embarrassing, but I'm going to tell you anyway. So my dad told me we were sitting down and we were, I think we were on our way down to Arizona to go take a car to my brother who was a, who was a, uh, living in Arizona. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> he goes, oh yeah, when I was 21, I put a potato in my pants. And he died laughing for about 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, the fuck does that even mean? You put a potato in your fucking pants, dad? Right. I asked him and he's dying laughing. He's laughing so hard. He's crying. Okay. Right. And I'm like, man, fuck this. I'm going to sleep. I don't know what the fuck that even meant. And I was out. And so then I woke up. I don't know. It must've been like two hours later. We hadn't even the drive he was such a grandma driver back then all of a sudden i woke up and he's like where are we he goes well we're still in oregon i thought you were mad at me and i'm like fuck i was asleep dad what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I get a man i saw now i think about that you know this that story that he my dad told me and i find myself telling my kids really really just retarded stories you know what i mean just just stories that like make me look the fool but then i'm like god dang it i'm following my dad's footsteps man giving these ridiculous stories dude what the what the fuck does a potato in the pants (laughs) i don't know i don't know but you keep telling that story because your kids are going to tell the story to their grandkids and so on and so on and it'll take its own meaning you know know? what i'm gonna go find a potato i'm gonna put it in my pants and see what the fuck the deal was (laughs) jesus all right, go ahead. Adam has a beard is sponsored by BohoSoul.com, TrailSkateShop.com, and the Refined Man Club. He's back. <laughs> I couldn't find a potato. <laughs> oh, you got any turnip? Any turnips? Nah, no turnips. We don't believe in turnips. We believe in potatoes, though. I found some beans. Does that count? <laughs> uh, I gotta get that recipe. You know, yeah, right. And, and cactus salad. I had a lady that lived across from me. She would make me Texas salad and refried beans and just everything. She'd had me over, you know, mm. and I just loved it. And I was like, can I get a recipe? And she's like, no. Mexican no. lady? Yeah, yeah good luck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, dude. My, my mom gave me a recipe and she was, and this is one of the rare, rare times my mom gave me any kind of recipe. And it was hilarious the way she gave it to me. It was called um it's as simple it's that red rice that you get at mexican restaurants except it was mm-hmm. fucking awesome and it's my mom's and it's a secret recipe right. she goes 
I'm gonna give you the, the recipe to the to, to that red rice, that goddamn red yes. rice that you like so much. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. She goes, you take that rice and you put that shit in the strainer and you rinse the shit until the shit comes out. And I'm like, and I'm writing it down just as she's telling me. Yeah. And so now I'm, I pass it on to somebody else. They're like, what the fuck is filled with shit and fuck? And I go, that's how my mom gave it to me. That's how you're getting it. Right. Suck it. <laughs> that's freaking awesome. So now I got this red rice that uh, everybody asked for that red rice recipe for my mom. And I'm like, here you go. <laughs> Good luck, <Yes>. fucker. <laughs> I had a mother-in-law and I would be like, how do you make that? And she'd, t- she'd give me the recipe, but she'd leave out like, an ingredient you know why doesn't mine taste like yours i don't know Uh know? (laughs) yeah i I see what you're doing there i'll tell you like i asked my filipino mother-in-law i was like she made this thing called hopia which was like mung bean in like a dough Mm. it's just you wouldn't think i don't know how to explain it but i couldn't stop eating it you know and Mm. i was like how do you make this and she's like i'll teach you but you have to come over every day for like a month to learn because it's a process and i was like wow okay you know (laughs) i'll be there (laughs) right like she'll teach you but it's up to you to like pay attention yeah totally you're going to make it for her. And if she doesn't like it, you screwed up. Not her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh man. Yeah. My mom gave me a recipe for, uh, she makes these enchiladas and they're enchiladas, the Michoacan, not the traditional ones that, that you get from, you know, go to, you know, a, ca- a Caucasian, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, uh, Caucasian. where they, they bake it into the oven. Yeah. No, that's not a true yeah. enchilada. A true enchilada is, you know, you, you, you make it with these, uh, chili wahios, and then you boil them, and then you, and then you put uh, garlic, and then you mix them all up, and then you strain it, and then you have to fry up tortillas, and you dip it in that red sauce, and you throw in their onions and cheese, and then cabbage, and and then chicken on the side, and then fried chicken, and whoo, dude, I'm hungry already. <laughs> I think people think that like the Mexican food in the United States is Mexican food, right. much like they think Chinese food in America is Chinese right. food, but it isn't. It isn't. Yeah. And when you work with enough Mexican guys, you learn that the food is fucking great, but they'll put a tortilla. They'll grab like spaghetti with a tortilla and eat that shit. Everything. It's like a glove for you guys. When you go to eat, you got two tortillas in each hand and you're just grabbing the meat. Yeah. 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 My uncle Tomas. I love that. Dude, my uncle Tomas, he used to, when he used to come up and he was still on friendly terms with my family, he would come up and he would, when he'd eat, he ate like a damn wood chipper shit everywhere just yeah. everywhere right on the table on the side of the bowl <laughs> underneath the bowl underneath the table everything just everywhere and so then he'd take a tortilla when he was done clean up the table roll it right on up <laughs> done oh yeah like, yeah dude no <laughs> yeah well maybe i don't know if i i guess if i was hungry enough i would do it but you know damn <laughs> well you always know the rice is like the leftover the next day in the fridge <sighs> And there's tortilla, there's always tortillas and there's always the leftover rice. And those two shit, that go just together. Great. That's where I learned that I love carbs with carbs with carbs. If you put that bread in there, I'm good. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, dude. And some fresh homemade salsa, dude. Oh, dude. Oh. Yeah. I love summer for that reason, dude. You can make all sorts of good shit, dude. And and, and it's the food. I love I love eating. I ain't gonna lie. I have been floating around at a, I'd say about 180 pounds. Uh the 185 <laughs> and not up and not down because I like try to stay active or whatever because of these injuries yeah. and recovering and PT and all that. But 
I love ceviche. I love shrimp ceviche. Mm. Just cooking that shit up. You got the, you got your cucumbers, your avocados, your jalapenos, your onions, and lemon oh, juice man. and shrimp, and then boom, tostadas. You can get your, to- you know, whatever, dude. You know, and uh, oh, I love my tostadas, dude, dude. I'm telling you, man. My comadre Pate, she uh, she used to make this these two different kinds of uh, uh, ceviche, and god damn, god damn, it's so good. It's a uh, what, what was one of them? Uh, Agua Chile. It was so hot, dude, and it was so goddamn good. And every bite, you were just like, "Oh, I hate my life. I hate my life. Oh, I hate my life some more." But you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> right. And then ceviche. Yeah, it tastes good. Oh, dude, she was such a wizard, and she make you some micheladas, some uh, some with a OG. You ever seen the OG Coors, the original Coors in a bottle or a can? It was like a yellow label on it, and yeah yeah oh dude she would make a michelada out of one of those and tomato juice and and something else and dude and man i was in heaven every time we went over there (laughs) oh my god damn this is so good i don't even know what to say right now i'm just gonna eat (laughs) and sometimes it's like that dude fresh homemade sauce out of the garden dude oh my god red or green it doesn't matter it's still goddamn good (laughs) right i know chicago i mean they have a lot of the commercial sort of Mexican restaurants, but if you, you can find like a mom and pop store and the best thing to do is when they say, what do you want? Say, what do you got? Yeah. You know, I love doing that. Just like, what's fresh. What did you guys just make? Cause you know, they'll pull meat out of a fridge and, and fry it up for you if you want a burrito. But if they're making like, I don't know, there's this pepper with cheese and it's dipped in egg and you know, you get all these just, things you know that are just delicious if you just I, you know that's how i got tongue tacos one day i was like just give me what you're getting and i got tongue tacos and i was like wow this is good you know? <laughs> dude, i love it i love it yes. here in washington there's a i imagine there's a lot more but i found just amazing spots that reminded me of my mom's cooking and one of them one of them was uh down south centralia and it's called la tarasca and it I walked in there and because a friend of mine's mom owned it and was like, Hey, you got to check my mom's restaurant out. Went down there, dude, they, I took my mom with me and she was like, Oh, I know these people. They're from the same city that we're, uh, that our family's from down in Michoacan. I'm like, Oh yeah, dude. So I knew that that was, you know, good. You know, the pozole was awesome. Fuck, I love pozole, dude. Fuck. Especially when it's all crappy outside and nasty and you just want some nice warm, some pozole bro slow roasted pork with some reverse corn some negative corn whatever you want to call hominy oh dude and tortillas and damn dude damn i don't eat the menudo the other stuff because well i don't know i just don't eat it anymore but yeah i understand yeah you can you can get it made good but if you've ever had it made bad then you never want it again exactly (laughs) because when that stuff cools off a little bit it it changes you need that stuff fresh fresh you know Mm -hmm. thank you for listening to adam has a beard sponsored by bohosoul.com trailskateshop.com and the refined man.club this next segment is sponsored by light code consulting if you'd like to find a better life and live it visit life code consulting on facebook thanks for listening let's get into it hey girl Hey, how are you? <laughs> What's going, Dan? We're sitting here talking about food and how 
food is so goddamn good for the soul. Mexican food. I, you know, I had an injury once. I was like, like seriously, like bleeding. My, my finger was cut and bleeding. And I'm just like, I'm crying. And I remember my mom making some food and tortilla. And all of a sudden, my cuts were healed. You got to love comfort food. <laughs> <laughs> no blood, no nothing. All of a sudden, I went back and I was strong as a bear again. It was so fantastic. How was everything with you? Things are good. Things are good. Can't complain. We're working on a new projects, so that's always good. That's fantastic. I remember our, our conversation that we had. We literally talked all day. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> and it was so it was so good though that I mean it's like it wasn't necessarily trying to dump my soul on you or anything, but it was more like, oh shit, she's got a way different perspective on everything. And it seems like she's combative about it. But then I started thinking, I'm like, oh no, she's not combative. She's just giving me an alternative way to think about everything that I'm saying and trying to find, you know. That's so right. <laughs> I'm glad you and caught on to that. Oh, I caught on to it like early on in the conversation because like I remember mentioning something to you and uh, you responded. I'm like, oh, I don't like. Wait. Oh, damn. Light bulb. Light switch. Welcome to a conversation with Melissa. I didn't like that. Oh, shit. Yeah, she's right. <laughs> well, I'll take it. I always like to hear. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it any day. And I think it's a good thing that like if somebody comes to like a, a, a realization, you know, that, Hey, I need a, I need an alternative path of thinking or an alternative thought, you know, pro process because it's not working, you know, and we were talking about, you know, macho attitudes and how we, how guys in general should stop thinking like that and maybe even take a little, you know, reach out for some help or a conversation with somebody. It doesn't matter who it is. As long as there's a conversation saying, hey, you know, you got me. And that's what, you know, like I was telling Jason, it's like, it's just hard for us to say something hard for us to say, damn, I need help. To accept the support. Exactly. Yeah. You well, know? That's what toxic masculinity is. Yeah. A lot of guys are struggling with that because it's been the norm in our behaviors for so long that that's yeah. acceptable. And it's easy yeah. for guys to be their feelings and emotions be dismissed because, well, they're supposed to be a man. They're supposed to just suck it up. Yeah. And we forget men are human too. You're allowed to have emotions. You're allowed to be angry and you're allowed to be happy and you're allowed to be everything in between. But we forget what respect is along with what those emotions are, because if you're never been taught how to process them, to recognize them and understand and allow them is a foreign concept. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. I know that my, my father was real, real macho, you know, real macho, tall, lanky, Indian looking mm -hmm. son of a bitch. You know what I mean? He was mean as shit, but he was always wanting to be right. But my mom was the voice of reason in my life, you know, and, and, and my, my dad didn't like that. My dad was like, oh, no, he's at a sixth grade. Guess what? He's going to work. He's going to work. And my mom was like, no, he's going to go to school. You know what I mean? And, and so, like, it was such a hard thing to watch my mom tell my dad, this is what you are going to let, you know, family, the family is going to grow. And it was that toxic 
masculinity that you're talking about. And my dad didn't like it. My dad didn't like taking that. And, but eventually he came around to it and was like, yeah, I guess he's going to go to school and he's going to learn. And he's going to do this and that. And he never reached out for help. Like, you know, how to, how to process things or how to take care of things or how to, you know, and it was always, my mom was like, okay, you know what? I'll just take care of this. I'll just do this myself, you know? And it's such an unhealthy pattern, but I'm, I, I catch myself now, like we were talking, I, I try to change that. You know, I try to have a conversation with whoever, it doesn't matter, you know, you with a, a, a friend, it doesn't matter as long as they have, you guys have anybody who I'm talking to has an outside opinion that isn't necessarily going to be damaging. It's kind of guiding and kind of beautiful at the same time. You know what I mean? Uh, life <laughs> and you know life is meant to be explored and we forget that because I think a lot of people are concerned right now especially through on social media and everybody's talking about toxic relationships and how everybody's a narcissist if truth be told we're all a little bit of a narcissist at one time or another yep. and if we start learning that everybody else is like that too, then communication is key. Because yeah. that's where all those misunderstandings are coming in. And once you start getting into that finger pointing of what's toxic and what's negative, we we lose sight of what the whole point was in the beginning. Yeah. We lose the point of there was somebody who had a misunderstanding and can't communicate it. And all we're resorting to is anger. Nobody wins then. No, that's when, it, when the, the war is already lost. It's done. The battle's over. Guess what? Everybody's pissed off. Everybody hates everybody. Words. The words that come out. I know that I'm guilty of it. The words that come out of my mouth are, you know, are horrible. Are really horrible. And I, you know, I'm like, God damn it. You know what? Fuck. Shit. God damn balls. Shit. God, son of a bitch. And I, you know what? I run. Is it, is it is it anger though or is it fear are you coming to a point Both. where you can actually grow and change and you're scared of it and you're reacting negatively or is it an anger that you were pushed to that point you both know what I mean? both i am definitely afraid of the change that's coming and i'm angry that i'm afraid of that change and then i go and i sit behind my guitar and i sludge out these two hours of death and doom that i absolutely love i love that music by the way and i have a good band today anyways uh and i just play that guitar like a motherfucker i mean just mad and let it all out and then i come back and i'm like you know what i am sorry i this is why i reacted that like that and it's the change and you know what i'm going to work on that change because you're right it's it in and i catch myself with that toxic masculinity that i want to be right all the time guess what i'm not I'm, I'm human. I'm not going to be right. And I accept that and I apologize for it. But at the same time, I'm like, but here's my point. And if we come to an understanding, yay. All right. Cool. But if we don't and I'm wrong, Hey, all right, cool. I'm wrong. Let's figure it out. Right. I think America is full of these little groups that just sit around talking to people that agree with them and they, they start convoluting the original point. Yep. And then it just becomes this thing where we're not going to talk to you because we don't really believe in what we are now. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> There's so many outside influences, you know, trying to shape us into, into something else. You know what I mean? It's like, you're right. going to be this, or you're going to be that, you know, you're going to be the best uh, iron worker. You're going to be the best uh, basket weaver. Guess what? What if I wanted to be a crochet artist? <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, you can be the best at that too. Yeah, exactly <laughs> crochets and speedos bro but i'm just gonna say you can live quite happily being average at a lot of things sure. you know what i mean absolutely man I mean, you don't I'm... have to be the best you just have i would rather be the worst at something new constantly than be the best at one thing sure you know? sure you know i always kind of want to you know like have a conversation with with a highly specialized individuals like melissa and mm. learn something you know, I mean, yeah. I learned something from talking to people who are, I want to say better, but I want to also say wiser. You know what How I mean? about just different? Different. We're all, we're all on the same road. We're just at different stoplights on it. Are you guys on the same bumpy road I am on with these uh, where I'm oh, driving that oh, four wheel drive? Oh yeah. Yeah. But, but the great thing is, is that we all have, we can all communicate. So you can actually say, Hey, Melissa, you're further along in spirituality. Help me get to where you are. And she can be like, Adam, you're further along in, in Mexican cuisine. Help me out. You know, and done. That, that's what it's for. It's, it's not about keeping people at the stoplight so that you can get further along. It's about, bringing us all together because then that elevates everything that's an excellent point that is a beautiful way to put it too and and it, it reminds me of the last time i had a conversation with melissa we had like i said we were talk pretty much we had podcasts in the morning and then throughout the rest of the day her and i yeah. had just did this little side chat that we just like we just chatted all goddamn day and it was like i'm like god you know I'm going to sleep on it. And all of a sudden it's like, we stopped talking for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, uh, probably had to go to sleep or whatever, most likely. And then uh, the next week I found myself reflecting on that conversation and I, right. and it was fantastic in the sense that I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be that asshole that puts everybody down. What I want to do is I want to bring everybody up. And so then I started trying to help people, try to help people at work, trying to help my kids, trying to help the stranger on the, down the road, uh, whatever. And it didn't even matter. And it was, I'm like, ah, dang, you know, maybe this is the road to transformation to where I want to be that spiritual person or I want to want to be yeah. a, a better version of myself that isn't necessarily the same, yeah, but different. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're expanding. Trying to. And that's part of it is recognizing that different perspective. I mean, understanding that all of us carry a, both a personal and professional life and finding balance of what that actually means is completely individual. And it's based on what goals we want to set for ourselves. If we're constantly setting goals that are superseding our expectations and our abilities on only one side of that, that's when we start experiencing that unbalance throughout our whole life where we're constantly mm -hmm. feeling full. We want more yeah. than two of us because we just want to do it all. And part of that discipline is actually learning to say no to the things that you want to do. Because it's not that they're not meant for you, but they're meant at a certain time. And right now is not the time or the place if you're actually really prioritizing what you really want and what you actually need. 
our needs and our wants get confused by our desires because we get so passionate about things that we actually forget what our capabilities and our responsibilities need to be at that time. And sometimes those yeah. priorities are going to be higher than what we wish for. Hey, Melissa. Oh. Hi. You're, yep. breaking, you're breaking up too much for us Hi. to really understand what you're saying, just to let you know. Oh, okay. But I love you. I'm you wanna, going if, through <laughs> if you want to, if you want to like hit us up when you get back home, when we can finish it, you're always welcome. You know what I mean? But you sound like crap right now. <laughs> okay. And I need that point. You were, you were on a point yes. that uh, I really need to hear. Right. So agreed. Figure it out lady. Cause I need to hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the thing is when what she's saying is that you're introduced to things and then they, they keep, they continue to come around. But what I think, I think what's important is the beginning of a journey doesn't look like the end. So when right. we see somebody that's a professional at something, when we try to do it, it doesn't look anything like that because it's not, it's not perfected yet. You know, it's just a lump of clay that we're working on. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I think, I think it's important to pursue what's in front of you and then decide if you like it or not. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, yeah. yeah, try to try everything, fail at everything, and yeah. if you if one thing catches, fantastic. Guess what? Right. One thing caught. But I know there is one thing that mind fucked me, and you were talking about it, about why we do things and why we get upset. And I I've learned that to expect some to do something to expect something is selfish, and you're not doing it for somebody else. You're doing it for yourself. Right. And then, so we do these things like where we do things for people and then expect something in return. And when we don't get the gratitude, we're upset because we did something for ourselves and they see that, but we yeah. don't, you know? Yeah. And so walking around doing things, but that's my catch is that I'm always going to do things for other people to make myself feel better. And I yeah. can't put those two things together. You know I mean? Yeah, no, it's so frustrating. You can't, those things can't, you can't connect them. It's like, you can't cross streams, bro. You right. You can't, you know, that energy, that, that, there's just too much. You put energy into one thing, like for yourself, and then you better yourself. And then you look at the other side and people are pissed because you're only thinking about yourself. Right. And it sucks. And it sucks because then if, for me, if I, get good at something i'm like oh shit okay i'm gonna go teach us now right then all of a sudden those haters become oh okay well maybe you could teach me well damn okay well you are teaching me damn now what right. teach somebody else is the only thing i can ask yeah. you know i make my decisions based on whether it it'll help somebody else or just me and yeah. so like if i want to go out to eat am i going to go out and eat or am i going to call a friend and say hey you want to go out to eat so for me, the decisions are always, does it help more than one person? And if it just helps me, can it help more than one person? And if yeah. it's just me, then yeah, I'll make my own decision based on selfish stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Nobody wants to eat. I'm getting sushi because I fucking love sushi. You know? Oh, dude, I love sushi too, man. <laughs> I love sushi too. I'll get in there all like, uh, I, we got this place called the Sushi Train. We're back on food. Guess what? Back Surprise. On food. Yeah, right. <laughs> Adam's hey, Adam has hey, a beer that's sponsored by my stomach. <laughs> so how, what are you eating during the furlough? Are you eating sushi during your furlough? Hell no. I'm eating rice, beans, eggs, and cheese and tortillas. <laughs> you know, it. dude, it's uh and burnt. 
burnt. Oh, no, actually, I've uh, I kind of perfected the way of making that my carne asada, so it's not burnt anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. Hell yeah, dude. Mm. Hell yeah. Stocked up on plenty of that shit. Fantastic, <laughs> dude. Fan- the furlough, man. I just, God, you know, it's so frustrating. Yeah. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to me that Sean's not here to do the research he said he was going to do last week to keep us up to date on this stuff, you know. Sean, <laughs> you let me down, sir. Sean Jarvis, I'm calling you out directly. Shots fired. Right? <laughs> I hope Ra- Mount Rainier is awesome. Hey, everybody in Washington State, go ahead and visit Sean live at Mount Rainier right now. Right now. Pick a, he's at most likely paradise. <laughs> That's where he's at. Right? Maybe yeah, there's hordes of people now. Because I know, yeah. I know he's not wearing his mask. I know he's not. No, he refuses to. So you go to Mount Rainier and protest that. Yeah, protest that shit. (laughs) Teabag him, knock him down. Something, do something weird. You take a picture and send it to me, and I'll guess what? I'll look at it. (laughs) How you guys doing with the COVID there? Uh, you know, it's now it's now mandatory to wear a mask at the stores. Um, but we're in phase three, so restaurants are opened up to limited capacity. Um stores grocery stores everybody has to wear a mask you, you get the rebels who aren't but you know what it's like uh i see it two ways one it's like wearing a condom to a baby shower okay <laughs> a little bit late but at the same time if somebody else next to you doesn't have it or somebody old then you gotta you gotta think about their health as well so yeah. it, it Put a mask on, you know. You, you got to think about it this way, Adam. You wore that condom to the baby shower, but there is plenty of single women there still. Mm. You know what I mean? What's so, the baby well, gravy? You might not be but, able to get that original woman pregnant again, but you may get other women there pregnant. You never know. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on the subject, I talked to our buddy Dan Evans at on Twitter at Dan Evans R. And I, cause I wanted to ask him if um, he would be on the show and he is just so insanely busy because of these outbreaks and he's doing the contact tra- tracing. No oh, dang. He said, he said there was really nothing that I could do to help him except, except uh, spread the good word about masks, social distancing and washing your goddamn fucking hands. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? it should be a given you know i I paraphrase there yeah if you're not sure you're not washing your hands what the fuck you know what i mean i understand the mask is hard to breathe in and you know i take it off when i get in an open area and there's no one around but i put it on for food deliveries and stuff you know yeah for sure it's about thinking about other people you know yeah you gotta think of other people man the the elderly you gotta think about yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter if they're the, the millennials, the, the it, everybody. Just think yeah. about everybody's health. If you're proud you know to I mean? be American, then support Americans and, you know, don't kill mm. them. <laughs> exactly. You know, this is your fellow man. These are your fellow people. These are your fellow citizens, your community members, you know. And, and the thing, too, that, that I always want to stress on is that everybody's scared. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how you approach them. They're all frightened everybody's mm-hmm. frightened there's some of us who are not you know what i mean yeah. who are very comfortable in in fear who are very comfortable in situations like this because we're different we we we've been working the whole time we've been doing all this shit all yeah. this whole time exposed to 
everything already. Every, yeah. We've and then rub, we've like, been rubbing dirt and shit for years. Oh, dude, I eat plenty of mud. I mean, that's what I used, you know, I'm bleeding, rub it in dirt, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? And he did say to go ahead and if you want to try and volunteer and make a difference, you should check your uh, local health department websites or the medical reserve clerks. And I just wanted to get that in because he, dude, he is just so buried. You know, he wants to be on the show so bad and he just, he can't because of this COVID. Dude, he, he's engaged. He can't even have his wedding because of this COVID. He had to join Damn. the National Guards just to make a, a difference. I mean, this guy, he's a hero. He's doing everything. And all we have to do is wear a mask, wash our hands, and stay away from other people. So mm. that Dan can finally have his wedding, you know? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> we appreciate you, Dan. <laughs> More than you know, you know? Yep. I just sent him a message and I was like, no problem. Show's off. Love you. Be safe. Let me know if there's anything I can do. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I've only been like, yeah, I've only been slightly affected by COVID. You know what I mean? I haven't, I don't know. Nobody that I currently, well, actually, I can't say, I mean, my mom died of COVID a couple months ago. My friend Sherry had, she was just diagnosed in March that she had it in February and she's having oh, reoccurring symptoms. So now I can't even say it doesn't affect my life, you know? Yeah. That, that sucks, sucks, dude. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, life goes on. But that's the thing about COVID, you know? Yeah. And then yeah, people just are just, know. so every time you dismiss it, you got to realize that somebody, one of your friends lost somebody because of it. And you're just dismissing them, you know? Yeah. And you can't really, you got to be real sensitive. Like I said, the people are scared already and you got to be right. sensitive to everybody's needs and everybody's already on high alert. You have this pandemic and then these, these protests and then this racial injustice and it's all on top of a big giant explosion, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's we just, it's already been off, you know, blown a couple of times, you know? Yeah. And you just kind of approach people very cautiously. You got to, you you gotta be gentle with everybody. Yeah. You know. Some in some ways. I was at the smoke shop and I was I was getting tobacco and the guy, the lady was just like, You can't come in here without a mask. And he's like, Well, Damn. I don't have a mask. And she was like, you know, <laughs> then you're buying a mask. <laughs> yeah, like, oh shit, I guess. Fifty bucks for a mask and then uh two dollar tobacco. And you know, like in in the Asian countries like Taiwan and South Korea and Japan, they wear masks like they've been wearing them since the nuclear disaster, you know? So Yeah, religiously. Yeah, they're comfortable with them and they're they're kind of fashionable. And I hate them because then you can't really see what the women look like in the in the Instagram pictures, you know. Turkeys. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> Good times, I want to say, like, I heard on the news that your governor and the governor of of New York were like, oh, the only two governors that did an exceptional job initially with the COVID. But I think it's because you guys have ports of entry and it just, yeah. you know, shit was just coming in, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's one good thing about that, I guess, is the, is the way it was handled. And the cases were kept really low and yeah. everybody was in lockdown for a little while. And, and it was, you know, essentials only outside and just to, just to uh, awareness of the COVID, you know what I mean? And, and how everything was going, but then it got a little much. I don't know if it was necessarily 
the metrics that they were reading or what i don't i don't know why why it went so long or why these shutdowns were happening or i don't i don't know i think from time to time people just try and do more than than is being asked so that they can say they did as much as they could and right sometimes those ideas aren't proven you know what i mean yeah totally but you guys did a great job i mean the fact that you don't you don't you know have as much covid by you is almost awesome but i'm having like i think florida's up to four thousand cases a day you know jesus dude the country is at fifty thousand cases a day like fifty thousand that means a million people in 20 days you know and if there's only 200 million people 300 million people in the country how fast is it going to just hit everybody you got to wear a mask because i don't want to catch this stuff all right welcome back to adam has a beard (laughs) right I love it. I love it. Put a potato in your pants. <laughs> yep. Hey, I wanted to just while we're sitting here waiting, I want everybody to know that I am wearing myself a fancy, fancy hat mm-hmm. sent to me by Miss Lolo herself. It's a, a trail board skate shop hat. It, it sure is gray. Is. It's a gray trucker hat. With the giant letter T in the middle of there. Sounds for Treo. Guess what? It's dope. I got this one and I got this uh, red one, red and black one. Oh, so sick. And I got a I got a skateboard from from them too that I'm just gonna mount on my wall so that to the point where my boy wants to start skateboarding or something. It's sick too. It's got their <laughs> name across the front, it says Treo on it. Oh man, it is so damn sick. Dude, it's sick. We're gonna have it's to fantastic. add it into your background, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. For sure. You know, put their name on there. Look at that. Yeah, we got to yep. put their name somewhere there. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. We miss you, Lolo. Where is she? Where is Lolo? Where is? I think Lolo? she's working. She's uh, always working. She's got two, oh, two shops. When is she not working? No, oh, she is constantly working. Right. And it, it's an amazing thing. She's got, you know, her her son. Who's the, the skater? Who's Jordan? Who's a, a a fantastic young man? He's grown up to be a fantastic dude, and then his wife is uh, an artist as well. Fantastic artist. She she showed me a piece of art that, that was gonna send to me in in my boho soul box, nice. dude. It uh, so it was fantastic art, dude. And then this little box that she sent me to was, oh man, crystals and rocks and candles and and this wood uh what is the goddamn wood what's the wood the sandalwood i want to say um dude hell yeah. yeah it is fantastic and it's you know what I, every time i go play my guitar i light up my candles and i i do my meditation and bam right into yeah. mayhem <laughs> shout out to so, sandalwood you know yeah dude yeah. start off with peace and end in war yeah shout out to <laughs> women right 100 100 if you you know if you think about it most of my sponsors, you know, all three, you know, trail boards, um, the Boho Soul, and a refined man is all women owned. Right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. For, Shout out to thank the you for sponsoring the Sausage Fest. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> there's two of us, but you know what? <laughs> I'll sword fight you. There's title, there's title B. <laughs> oh, yes, wow. dude. I think we're yeah. just, we're growing and um yeah, I think I think we're we're getting some really strong women in here on opinions. We've had Melissa in here. We're gonna Lexi is part of my team and I'm telling you, this what? girl, she's sending me messages at three in the morning. I just had the thought about this show that we're working on. Yeah, and you know, it's just, it's really cool the work she's putting in, the mind that she has. And then, and Mari that I met yesterday on the Denton County Collective, you know, she just messaged back to say, yeah, maybe another time I'll be on. Like, cool, you know, cool. And so it's, I like the point of views that we're gathering here, you know. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I, I'm one of those kind of guys that i don't mind opinions i don't mind everybody's uh, you know independent thought i like that i love that As a matter of fact i welcome that i just don't want to be indenuated with you have to think like this right you know what i mean that's where i'm like okay you know what i'm taking a stand now right see i have this opinion like people are upset about racists but i really think that the first amendment goes both ways. I think people are allowed to be racist and face the consequences, but I also think non-racists, they get to be racist and unracist and face the consequences of that too. And it's until we can all get along. That's how it is. Yeah. That sucks. (laughs) That sucks. I I was trying to multitask and and talk and I might've gotten off subject there. (laughs) (laughs) We were talking about health and you're talking about racism, right? (laughs) (laughs) Melissa was like, are you guys still talking? And I was like, yep. And then I don't know what she said because I started talking. Oh man. Yeah, dude. I re- I really want to have a conversation with Lexi and I really want to have a conversation with Melissa again, because I just, I, those are, you know, I, I haven't met Lexi yet, but Melissa is a fantastic person. Just a, a wealth of information that, that she is not one to like hoard it. You know what I mean? She's one that she's like, okay, well, you know what? Think about it like this. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. But you're right. <laughs> I, th- I think the problem with Melissa is she she's trying to shove too much in at once. And I don't think she understands that a man's brain is like a thicker sponge and it takes longer to get in, you know. And so yep. sometimes you push us to the point of annoyance when you didn't have to. <laughs> but there's a story about Shiva and Shiva was a go- an Indian goddess. And she would take you and pick you up and just cause chaos to get you to a point in your life you needed to be. And I think that's what she kind of relates to. Like, you need to be where you need to be. I'm just here to get you there. It's not, I'm not dealing with the rest, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, she's just the, the vessel and you're, you're right. on for the ride. And right. you know what, whatever happens is on you. Yeah. <laughs> so she's I'll a really take- cool person. And Lexi just, she just got her microphone. I sent her a, a brand new Yeti microphone. Actually, it's a year old, but it was hers. I bought it for her last year. It was a new, I called it Little Red Rocket because it was the red one. And now I'm on Black Mamba. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we might be doing a, a test today, you know, if she gets it going. Yeah. And she wants to meet everybody, you know. 
Dude, if she tests that microphone out, let's get her. Great. Let's uh, film a little. Uh, let's film another. Let's, let's let's record another episode. We might do that. Yeah, because she wants yep. to meet. She wants to meet everybody. It's amazing, yes. you know. Like she's telling me about what we're we're working on atheism and secular humanism. And I gotta admit, I didn't know about either one of those things beforehand. You know what I mean? Wow. And now I'm really interested because. If you take the meanings away, there's a different thing there. It's more about rational thought and compassionate actions. And I think we all need that. And just the, that, just the angle she comes at and the knowledge that she has, she's, she's read the Bible, the Quran, the Torah, you know, like she has really. And so it's a different take than Melissa. Melissa's more spiritual and I think she's back and I really like having her around. So we're going to ask her. This will be a different part of the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here, I'll interject this. So we were talking about personal and professional goals and finding balance in between before I lost my connection. So that's right. Yep. How about that for an intro and back in? Check, check out the big Boom. brain of Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> and you were you were saying that sometimes things come into our lives and it's not necessarily something we have to tackle or accomplish then or even say yes to, but something that maybe we should acknowledge exists. Yes. Well, I mean, the thing about kindness that we forget, because I think kindness, just like anything that makes us feel good, we get addicted to mm-hmm. and we forget that we need boundaries even within kindness and what happens when we cross over that boundary is that we become a martyr and we start feeling taken advantage of when we're just trying to do the right thing and be kind in any situation right. and unfortunately because that's not how the world works <laughs> we need yeah. to allow people to assume their own behaviors and actions without us influencing them. And when we start demanding respect with our kindness or putting boundaries on why we can be kind in a certain situation rather than just be kind. And sometimes that kindness does mean saying no or denying a person as much as it's enabling when we give in just because we can't. Now, let me ask you something real quick, Mm -hmm. just to out of, in, in, in correlation to kindness, in what sense do you stop trying to be so kind once you realize that that kindness is being taken for granted? Right. Well, right then. <laughs> to make it perfectly simple, mm-hmm. when you start feeling it's taking away and it's coming, when we start thinking about law of attraction and abundance, because often in spirituality, a lot of people talk about abundance and what abundance means is that that's the overflow beyond what's filling our cup so if we're perfectly happy and we're content and our needs and our wants are being met then our cup is full and anything that adds into our life that spills over the edge of that cup is what we can give away freely without any kind of question of is this harming us or not Now, when we look at that area, how do you deny somebody from that area? That's going to mean self-restraint. And for you to be observant and think about things from their perspective, because are you helping them for their sake? Is 
can you help them without jeopardizing yourself? If those two things can be met and they're neutral, then go ahead. There's nothing wrong with it. But if you're enabling a bad behavior and you know that this person is just going to use this as a, as a ladder or the next step to get across and then use somebody else because they don't actually want to go up the ladder, right. that's where you have to have the, the wherewithal to step back and say no because you aren't helping them. You're just enabling them. And they're not actually going to learn anything from the experience. Yeah, they're just, they're just expecting things to be done for them at all time. That's what I'm that's what I'm coming across right now. It's like you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily friends, but definitely acquaintances. I would say you know, keep them at a uh, knife's length, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like because they I, I find that they'll do stuff you know just to get to the next step but then when they get there they're like yeah nope yeah you know what okay i get it i get it sure great thanks for your help can you do it for me will you do it for me and then i kind of find myself like well then i start thinking well here's my train of thought one they're not going to do it right two they don't care and at that point i'm like yeah i'm done with it being your acquaintance, I don't even want to speak with you. But you did. And then I leave it at that. You did that, not them. All they were was honest. You're the one that decided the boundary that you were going to make, you know? Sometimes mm. sometimes it's your life lesson, but yet sometimes you're only the support in someone else's life lesson. Very true. If you try and take control of their life lesson, yeah, it's not meant for you and you're only going to be aggravated, you know? Yeah, find myself quite aggravated. It's not your job to to do the math for your child, but it is your job to be there if he has a question for it. Excellent. (laughs) That's a great point, Jason. (laughs) It's one I had to learn. It's one I had to learn, you know? Yeah. 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 I'm finding myself learning that lesson as, as well. And then trying to teach that lesson too, like not necessarily be neglectful, but draw a line right a boundary hey. you know yeah look at you both i'm pretty proud of both oh. of you right now <laughs> <laughs> melissa melissa preaches boundaries you know what i mean and she's right she's right about that yeah i agree 100 percent right because like otherwise if you don't draw that boundary you're just going to get walked on and then you're going to end up this pissed off yeah dude ready for war and chaos at all times you yeah. But again, we, we take it to the point to where we're aggravated. You know what I mean? It's up to us when we disconnect. I always say, if you're, if you're getting frustrated at five, why keep going to 10? Why not address it at five when you're still relatively happy? Step one through four might've pissed you off. You know what I mean? Why are you going (laughs) to continue it? Why not address it earlier? You know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes you don't recognize that early, you know, you're like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm, Okay, I'm a little aggravated, but I'm all right. I'm all right. right. I'm cool. I'm Can cool. I point I'm something cool. out? Yeah. Sure. When you were talking earlier, Adam, and you were saying how you put your your emotions into your music, I just want to point out that that's also a form of meditation. Mm-hmm. Meditation oh, yeah. isn't just eyes closed, chanting OM. Meditation can be anything where we're focused. And when yeah. you're focused like that, putting in into your music or maybe you're a painter or maybe you need to go and blow off steam at the gym whatever the case may be that is still a form of meditation in a way 
Mm, I agree. So don't discount those moments because if you start becoming more mindful of when you're focused and you're conscious of your emotions and you're conscious when you're pissed, when you're angry, when you're frustrated, and you're not, you're not expressing that at random to somebody and you're containing that and controlling how you release that, mm -hmm. that requires focus. That's that requires right. yep. breathing. That requires you to actually put effort in. And so think about what meditation does to quiet your thoughts. Yes. You don't want to address mm -hmm. people when you're at a 10. No. You want to be, oh. you want to be a little more reasoned and you want to, excuse me, sir. You want to respect the person that you're dealing with because they're a friend. You know what I mean? And excuse me, sir. A Mexicans don't know 10. We are at 15. <laughs> <laughs> when you Used see the hand saying, gestures, that's a 10. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, when, when they're not feeding you, you know, it's a 10. Oh yeah. Oh, there you yes. Go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have a saying is like, hell hath no fury, like a pissed off Mexican. Yeah, right. And I always, always knew that when my mom, my mom went from zero to 10, well, my brother didn't help them. My brothers are knuckleheads, but whenever she was, you know, pissed off, you knew <laughs> real quick. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just like, you know, I like to focus. Like I always said that, you know, early on when I started, first started playing, it's like, you know, music was my therapy. It was my way my escape, my, mm -hmm. you know, fuck this life. Guess what I'm doing? I'm burying myself in a Marshall half stack and a Les Paul and the rest of the world didn't matter. Yeah. And they didn't. And I wrote some, I wrote, I think two powerful and really painful pieces of music, you know, two CDs worth of music that, that really helped me through really low stages in my life. And it was both of the wide eye panic CDs. Um, it was uh clarity and um, I can't remember the first one for the life of me now because i just like dismissed it so much do you use those albums to look back and realize how far you've come no no i've never listened to them at all because you know my music there's this there's this scenario in which you just start scribbling on paper right and then supposedly your mind shuts down and you start writing what's really going on and that's what mm. i always did with my music i would just get a track and i would just start shouting at it until yeah. until I real I went back and was like, wow, that was an actual stream of coherent thought. But it also mm -hmm. was a marker of where I was and who I was in that moment. And I can go back yeah. and they're like, my songs are like bad, but they're pictures of my life during that time. And when I go back, I think to myself, wow, I was in that that spot then, and I'm so mm -hmm. much more at peace, and I feel good about that. You know? Yeah, I wish I, you know, I. I guess I'm not ready to go back and revisit that, that section of life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was like so good. So it was, it was so painful. It was really hard and it was draining and it was just, you know, I sacrificed so much just so I could play music. I didn't go for my career. I just went for a job because I knew that I wanted to quit working and playing music full time. And that, and I love that band and I love that feeling and I love the energy and I love the chaos and I love the calm and I love, I love the chronic and I loved uh, playing music and I love being in front of people. And I love the, I loved the transference of energy on that stage where you stepped out on the stage and you were a God for 30 minutes, 35 minutes, and you gave energy to those people and those people gave you energy and you came off and you were riding this wave of, Oh shit. Did you guys just see that category nice. 10 hur hurricane? They just swept through this whole 
arena and just demolished and destroyed, yet everybody is happy. Then stop there. Stop there. Yeah. Stop there. Don't put more thought into it. Everything you just said was everything you loved. Why do you cap it off with a negative? Because it ended. Well, everything ends. Yeah. Hold up. But the way it ends. Hold up. Both of you, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everything ends. But think about how you're describing the same thing you just talked 10 minutes ago about. You're in the opposite perspective. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you were just using music to channel and meditate with, in my right, opinion. Sure. And at the same time, you used it the same way before. Yeah. It's just channeling different things because just like our healing process, our healing process happens in layers. Mm -hmm. What you went through for being on stage created things for you to heal from as much as it was healing from other things that you needed to heal from. Mm -hmm. yep. So it's not wrong. It's just different. And different is okay. Different doesn't have to be wrong and it doesn't have to be bad. Just because you don't want to go through and revisit doesn't mean that it's wrong. Right. It's just nice. you're done with it. You let it go. Good point. When you, you were on that you stage. You put it in a package and you just threw it away. I like that. And yeah. for you, Jason, it can be different. It doesn't have to be the same because you right. use your music in a different way because you're a different person. And that's so cool. That just tells me we're the next Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> but i really think i think so what the mind does is it degrades memories as we go along right and so i yep. think what i what i successfully managed to do with a lot of sorrow was to actually edit those stories as they recurred back in my head and so i remembered less of the negative and i stopped at the point where i would say and then everything sucked but you know and i would say man i love my brother-in-laws and i remember that time and it's such good things they were assholes but that doesn't matter that was them i did the right thing in the right times and i can walk away feeling good about myself and the other people, that was their lives, and it sucks I had to witness them being assholes, but it wasn't my life. It, it's not something I should carry. It's something, it's something we should give to them and just let say, this is your life. This is what you did. You deal with yeah. that. I know I did the right thing. I'm going to go on happy. And it's a hard thing to do, but you have to practice that, you know? Yeah, and sometimes, though, like recording those two albums, I mean, I went in the first time I went into the studio and I gave everything and came out with even less. The second time I went into the studio, I went in with less and came out with even less. Mm. You know what I mean? Like my, like it was basically, I just run, I just drug everything out of my soul, right. you know, dark, negative, didn't even matter what it was. Hatred, love. I mean, you read some of the thank yous and I was like, you know, these are dedicated to all the people I love, hate, love, hate, love, hate. And they were all people that I named, but I named them love or hate. You know what I mean? I love and it just drugs so much out of me that I was just like, yeah, cool. Right on. You know, I just, cre we created something. I wrote a piece of music, you know, and, and then for them to take that music and be like, nope, we wrote it all. Fuck yeah. you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I left me completely no career because I sacrificed everything 
no music because they took my band, no friends because they're all like, ah, well, you know what? You have nothing to give. Okay. Hold up. I got to, I got to, I got to stop here. (laughs) Interject. That's why you're here. That is the difference between that overflow and taking away from you poured everything in. And so Mm -hmm. you were abundant. Things were happening. Everything was going on. And then you stopped pouring in. So you kept pouring out and you were pouring from an empty cup. So yes, you did lose everything because you put your all into it. He tipped his cup over and spilled it. Yes. I threw that, I threw that son of a bitch right on out the window. Absolutely. He put all of his eggs in one basket. He dumped the water out and said, fill it with this band. And they didn't. And you didn't set clear boundaries to get anything back. Yeah. You gave yeah. and you sacrificed. And this is that difference of being kind to yourself and being a martyr. Mm-hmm. Because when you're a martyr, you don't care. You want to give because that's the thing to do. And you know it makes you feel good and you know it's the right thing. So you get passionate about it. You get purposeful about it. You get focused about it. You feel good. Life is great. And then it's gone. Because guess what? As a martyr, you're making a poor decision because the person who you're giving to doesn't value it isn't going to use it the way that you want them to use it. Because guess what? They don't have to. All right. Yeah. They didn't need it to begin with. You were just offering it. You wanted to be a part of something else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as much as they misused it, you also misused it because you misused yourself. You didn't think about what you needed. You were so focused on what you wanted that you didn't care about your needs. You sacrificed your own needs. And now you're angry at yourself because nobody else sacrificed what you needed. Right. Or as, or as much, I think you were, or as much, exactly. You were demanding, you were offering an amazing amount and you were expecting other, you were expecting other people to put in that same amount and that maybe they, you know, it's, Come on. It, I, I can't form the thought right now. <laughs> yes, you can. You're, you're right there. A, I know. You know what I mean? I just lost. Yeah, it, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful collaboration of chaos and beauty. Yeah. And, you know. and it was an experience that you can look back on now. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to hold on to it. It's just a memory. You can yeah, take yeah. it, and let it go. It's you doing the right thing at the right time. Yep. But I have to let it go. So I mean, let's, there's no let's, point to... let's dovetail this into those personal and those professional goals. Because this is a perfect example of what I was talking about with the kindness and being a martyr. Because when we're trying to appease both our personal and our professional lives, we have to remember. We have to focus on us first. They can be on either side of us, but it's us that's going to make the difference. And see, no, I think I have a problem with, with that. I, that that's my issue is that I can't. You think everything is balanced on top of your head. You don't realize that you actually have a choice right now because you're so enmeshed in your life. Right. I agree. And so this is what I was saying earlier about being frantic and wanting to be in so many different places all at once. Because that's what it feels like to be in control, that you're so busy, that your, your schedule is jam-packed and 
if there was only two of you, if there was only more hours in the day, all of these cliche sayings start coming to mind of how we are so lost within our lives because we are so busy because we have filled it with nonsense and bullshit. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We think everybody's yeah. wants and needs are greater than our own. When truth be told, they're all the same. Yeah. They really are. But where we fall down is in compromise and communication because we start prioritizing everything else except for our needs and our wants. And we're the mm. one who has to make it put into, we have to put it into action there. Yeah. We don't get to just sit back and hope somebody else is going to take care of us because when we're the caretaker and we're the one that is making a family unit happen, or our individual selves. We are that center. We are the center of our own world every single day. We create everything in it. So whoever's on that planet with you needs to learn how to communicate and mm -hmm. figure out how to prioritize everybody's needs. And it's sure. going to not, sometimes there's gonna be compromise, sometimes there's gonna be sacrifice. And sometimes, it's for the best because sometimes you don't need everything that you want. That's right. That I agree with a hundred percent. I agree. There's a lot of shit out there that I, I'm like, Oh man, I want, I want, I want. And then I catch myself. I'm like, Oh yeah, it's a want dude. What do I need? Yeah. I don't have a list on anything that I need. Well, and I'm like, Damn. that's where discipline comes in because discipline sure. isn't turning things down that you don't want or don't need. It's turning the things down that you do need or you do want for the mm -hmm. betterment of something else. That mm -hmm. is choice. Yeah. And we forget that we have choice. We have choice in everything we do. That's right. It doesn't mean that we win or lose. And this, is, this goes into something else that I say often is that there really isn't any right or wrong or good or bad in this world. There is purpose though. And that purpose is different for every single person. That's right. Agreed. And just because your purpose is different than my purpose doesn't make it wrong or right, good or bad. It just means, can I actually help you or not? And if I yeah. help you, is this going to be actually helpful or do I care how it's used? Because if I right. care how it's used, then I'm going to be a little bit more discerning with how I give. Mm -hmm. doesn't yeah. mean that I have to be rude about it. doesn't mean that I have to dangle it in front of somebody and then <laughs> snatch it away. Right. <laughs> I have that yeah. choice to say yes or no. Mm -hmm. And so if that yes or no means that I have to give up something, then I'm going to question, is it worth it to me? Sure. If it is, then guess what? I'm going to keep my mouth shut and do what I need to do. <laughs> or I'm going to politely say, no, I can't do it right now. Yeah. Not everything is yours to take on. You know, sometimes, sometimes there's <laughs> random debris in the universe that floats by and other times things are in your orbit. And sometimes you just have to let things go and realize other people need to take care of their stuff too. You know? Yeah. We're all doing sure. it. We're all taking care of ourselves together i mean in front of everybody it's like 
we're all we're all looking in each other's changing rooms you know what i mean and sometimes we can't be worried about hey you're trying on the wrong outfit this outfit's mine you know what i mean so i can be the best me you know yeah exactly it's like you you don't necessarily have to be the the best or know what you're doing i think yeah i think it's just that how you feel is what matters yeah and if you start something everything begins and everything begins and everything ends so you don't have to be scared about taking on something if you can recognize that there's always going to be a point when you can end it it doesn't end you can also end it and so if you get into a situation and you don't like it you can always say this isn't for me and be honest or you can find something that you love you know what i mean sure i agree i agree 100 percent there's a lot of things out there that I want to do that I know I'll fail at, but you know what? I hope so. I just, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause I don't want to be good at something. And then, well, you know, ask Melissa, is there more, is there more experience in failure or success? Oh, and failure. Failure is yeah. fun. 100%. Right. 100%. <laughs> failure right? can be fun yeah, yeah. and it can be devastating. It all depends. Yeah. With that moment, that moment when everybody knows you failed and you're laughing about it and, and everybody's just learned that lesson from you is amazing. You know, <laughs> I always say when I see somebody trip down the stairs, I know to be careful on those stairs, but I laughed at them anyway, you know, but thanks for the lesson. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw you. Uh-huh. Right. Mm, you fell down face first. Right. They saw me. on your ass. They saw me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Failure is good. Failure is a real good lesson. I always, you know, I try to teach, teach that to my kids. It's like, you're going to fail. You will fail. But that means you're but trying the thing something. Is, yep. But, guys, but your response let's turn this is around. the best part. It can sure. be an epic swan dive and it can be the best story to share with somebody else because right. we do the other sure. thing about learning is that we learn through play. We learn through laughter, mm-hmm. learning how to take a situation and turn it around into something that means something actually matters because yeah. there's too much conversation that goes on that is making fun of something. And when we have to hide behind sarcastic comments all the time, right we lose things Mm. we lose the meaning sarcasm is splitting the difference and i hate that it's you're not picking a side you know what i mean definitely and it's so degrading to the to the receiver who's ever getting that sarcasm on a on a regular basis when you need a serious answer and you get that split the difference sarcasm like oh i was being uh, mean no i wasn't whatever (laughs) that's why i put a bag over my head and sleep (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes it is needed. I'm not going to say you can't have it all. I mean, you have to have it. This is where like we have to learn how to actually communicate with people because some people may need that sarcasm to understand something. So rather than use it in a derogatory way, you can use that same sarcasm in an educational way. That's right. I always say the full frontal assault tends to push people back, but if you can come and pincer move them on either side, you can move them forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, hold up. No, no, no. (laughs) No, no, it's not good. I liked it. (laughs) Because it's that whole, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You can't make anybody do anything. I mean, physically, that's where we draw, that's where we get confused because even in family dynamics, I don't, it doesn't matter if you're a parent, you don't treat a child like cattle. You treat them like a person because they're a person. 
Yep. And so to use Jason's analogy of use a pincher to move him forward, nah, uh, uh, uh. A pin, a pin cattle up. prod, buddy. No, no, no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you you got you got the wrong word. It's called the pincer move. And the pincer move is to come on from either side. So it's just discussing the issues from other side. You're saying that sometimes <laughs> not coming head on and addressing it in a kinder way is the way to go. And I all I did was say. Yes. <laughs> well, but to go into the pincher or pincher, how do you want me no, to say pin, this? Pincer. 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 Okay. Um, but that would be technically manipulation. So how is that okay? How is sarcasm then not a manipulation? Well, it's a style of communication, not manipulation, because it so is depending on... Offering like just, either side of the argument to somebody and letting them choose is manipulation? No, it's offering okay. a choice. But mm -hmm. like what you were physically saying is if you were like purposefully going, like if two people come at a person with two separate arguments to corral uh, them into a choice, that's manipulation. To have a conversation one-on-one -on -one with offering two sides to that story that's a choice. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Agreed. And the reason I, I love was bringing that. sarcasm to play is because sarcasm can be used in a derogatory way mm -hmm. or it can be used in a communicative way. And so okay. if you have two sides, there's your two sides. Right. So they can come together and bring that choice. Right. But it's not purposefully coming in to manipulate a situation to make somebody make a choice that they're not necessarily prepared oh, to make. Right. Agreed. Agreed. And so with coming Agreed. in at, at that approach, you're catching them off guard and making them make a split moment decision that they may not be qualified for. And then they revert to their lizard brain because what happens to our instincts in those moments? Fight or flight. Well, we were Thank discussing you. the fact that somebody was in the position to be needing the information either from direct or, or in a softer way. So, but sometimes so, we're not fortunate to have a lengthy time to make that decision. Well, and so this is where communication and the style of that communication comes into play. But we're, we're in agreement that we are at a point with somebody where the uh, communication is needed. Yes. So... So offering them both sides of the solution to push them into a choice is when they're not ready, we're, we've already agreed that they are ready and they need the information. So it's either come at them from our perspective as politely as possible or consider both sides of the option and discuss it with them. And that's what I mean about not coming from a frontal assault, but coming to them and saying, this is both sides of it. What, what, you know, and letting them decide is more of how I'm saying it. I would never force anybody to make a decision they don't want to make. That's You're absolutely right, Jason. But when you come at them, you're also identifying what type of person they are in the situation that you need. So let's say, for let's just put them in, my, in an example for where uh, they're at work with me. You have to be split-second decision. You have to think. Right. And if you don't, you've done one you've you've hurt everybody you've got yourself injured you're you got somebody else injured someone killed uh vehicle wrecked uh property damage 
you have to sometimes put those people in those situations. You sometimes have to get them prepared, but that's what training is for. You know what I mean? And you don't have time for sarcasm or reason discussion at that point. I love how we just discussed three different forms of communication. This is awesome. Go on. This is and and what we're talking about now is critical thinking. <laughs> right. Because those are right. those split second decisions. This is hundred percent. Awesome. And that's what you have to get those people ready for that. Because if you yeah. put somebody in a situation where they're gonna be they have to think on their toes, split second, you have to be aware mm -hmm. of not only yourself, but your team your surroundings, uh, distracted drivers, you have, uh, right. weather, um, it doesn't matter what, insert all the elements if you would like to. Yeah. You have to have that critical thinking. You have to have that, okay, okay, I have all these options going on in my head. Oh, shit, guess yeah. what? Here comes the car. What am I going to do? I'm going to grab everybody their underwear and yank them on the other yeah. side of the guardrail. Guess what? Nobody got hit. I call that muscle memory, knowing what to do, you know? That's yeah. that fright, flight or fright. That's your lizard brain speaking yeah I, I noticed that it worked too everybody's like oh so active shooter uh you can you guys can uh you know fight or flight uh you know everybody under the desk hide and this and that and and then you know this, what, what do you everybody's got to do uh flight 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 and i'm like fight what are you talking about <laughs> not fight. everybody is built for that though and but right. this comes back to those experiences because i'm going to actually bring this back to that music when we were nice. talking about putting everything in all of those experiences that made it into a negative in your body and in your mind through thoughts, images, just muscle memory, all of mm -hmm. those things you put into your music. When I'm talking about releasing, those are the things you released. So now when you think about those memories, they're detached from your body. You don't have that same anxiety now because you released it through something mm -hmm. physical. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, this is where our fight or flight comes into play because now you're not, you don't have um, the same interruptions that somebody else has that would choose flight over fight because that flight over fight is that fear that keeps us back and fear mm -hmm. is made up in so many different situations. Right. So when I'm talking about releasing, you're releasing that fear from within yourself because now your body's not holding on to it now it's just a memory and there's no power behind it right. but there's still power within yourself so now you have the power to fight where somebody else who hasn't dealt with their stuff is what it wants to fly they want right. to get the hell out of there because that fear takes away and it isn't giving them power it's yeah. doing the opposite thing that it's doing to you because you've released it. Everybody yeah. says, face your fear, but they never do the sequel. What happened after you faced it, right? Right. 100%. This is, what happens? Well, that's what this is. That's, that's where that critical is. thought comes into play, where all of a sudden now when you're in that moment, and this is also, I'm going to bring this back to toxic masculinity. Because men aren't dealing with those emotions, and they're holding that anger and that hatred within themselves, right. how can they be compassionate? How can they be kind when mm -hmm. they have that heaviness on their chest and in their mind? Yeah. So when they feel that, they have learned now, instead of to turn that critical thought process of fight into flight, all of that flight that should be normal flight 
is fight. Right. They don't understand yeah. that there's a difference. Right. Or an alternative matter or, or an alternative path. Well, exactly. but that's where that's where the divine masculine kind of comes into play. Right. And you have toxic masculinity on the other side. And this is why men need to start talking about their emotions, start doing more things to release it. This is why it doesn't matter if it's the foo-foo side of life with the light and love and yoga and hot yoga and whatever mm. else. Ac- acrobatic yoga. <sighs> it's about <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I get it. I get it. Yes. Or maybe it's actually going and shooting some guns with some guys and just being guys and being respectful and a little click and a clack. <laughs> I always mm-hmm. I always relate it to going to a mountain and like shouting until you're just dead tired i think i think men just need that they need to just get it all out you know what i mean in whatever way possible yeah creative destructive doesn't matter all of creative and destructive at the same time and i'll only speak for men because i don't really have the women experience yeah really (laughs) well i mean do women go to the mountaintop and shout it out yes Yes, yeah. we do. Or do you just hold it in and passively, <laughs> aggressively? <laughs> <laughs> Not you, Melissa. Women in general. Women and I in think general, a... are you underestimating what they do in private? Well, I, I believe that women are a totally and complete monolithic society. One is exactly like, no, never. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you know what? I'm like half tempted to do something for you guys. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Uh-huh. Boom! This fight at Melissa's tonight. <laughs> no. Somebody pick me up. Somebody pick me up from the airport. I'm gonna. I'm showing up for this fist fight. No, that's not what I was thinking. She's gonna Damn. make us walk on fire with our hands. No, but I was thinking about breaking an arrow for you guys. <gasps> Let's do it on air right now. Oh shit! Let's see this. So I'm it. just trying to figure out how I can place my phone so it would be best captured. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, this is perfect for a podcast. This is perfect because this, I've seen this arrow break, and let me tell you, it is frightening. <laughs> it is scary, but it's amazing. Hey, this arrow breaking is sponsored by Light Code Consulting. Find Light Code Consulting on Facebook. Oh, I didn't realize we were going to be on. on. What you? Can you see this? You didn't know you were on camera. No, I thought it was. I thought you guys just do audio. Yeah. Oh, sweet mother of Jesus, help me, Lord, help me. Ready? Reach down and strike lightning upon. Oh fuck! Fuck my life! Holy (laughs) (laughs) shit! So, love it. This is, n- I would not recommend somebody just doing this without training or a workshop. Um, I have been doing this for several years. And so I'm very comfortable with my energy and I'm very aware of what my energy is at times. So please do not do this on your own. <laughs> Damn. That arrow break was sponsored by Light Code Consulting. Find Light Code Consulting on Facebook. Oh, I know what Melissa's saying, though. We don't put entire episodes up as audio. No. So, no. no. It, we wish, it's, it's only audio, but we do clips of video. I wish we would do that arrow break. 
So we'll we'll do the arrow we'll do the arrow break, but the rest can of we it, do the arrow? Can we put the video yes, on the arrow you break? Can put on? the arrow break on. <laughs> God. <laughs> God, I feel I feel like a chicken shit. I mean, I can I'm very comfortable with violets, but I'm not very comfortable with that. Oh, <laughs> why not? Because I'm unskilled, I am untrained, and once I am trained and skilled in it, then I will be very comfortable in that as well. You yeah. know what? I could spend 20 minutes with you and you would be fine with doing it. Fantastic. See, that's 20 minutes that I'll take. The only way to be the best at something is to start as the worst at something. You know what? It's actually just to start. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're good or bad. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Cool. You know, I'm in. I'm in. So let's, uh, I would like to end this episode with you here. Don't leave yet. I just want to leave with you, Melissa. And I want to, I want to thank you very much for your time i would like to your words um our communication offline you know in our private communication is fantastic and it's very inspirational and very helpful to me um i have so much to get through so much shit i have to wade through so much chaos that it's like i believe that i'm doing to myself You're doing and i encourage i encourage anybody everybody to find melissa and have a conversation with her, you know, have a conversation with you, Melissa. I mean, it's fantastic. I, I like I said, I appreciate your time so much, so much, so much. <laughs> and uh, one day we'll hope to, uh, if Sean was here, Sean, 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 you there? Oh, no. Oh, because you missed out. Well, he's out in Mount Rainier not wearing a mask. Not wearing a mask, you son of a saint. Imagine his mom's a saint. I'm not going to say son of a bitch because <laughs> no. But I, um, I, I, so, so much conflict in life. And, you know, I try to surround myself with some amazing people in conversation in life. Um, and you're, you're one of my good friends right now, Melissa. And I would really like to keep that friendship there and don't be mad at me. I would not, I don't say, get mad at you. I don't get I'm mad. I'm going to say some shit. I'll say some shit that will be like, what are you thinking? Oh. That's, that's when she, that's when she's up for, she loves that. Yeah, cool. Then I'll take that. You know, I'm, 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 I'm a sponge. I'll learn. I'll, you know. <laughs> hey, I'm stubborn too, which this is why things work like this because I'm very in touch with both my masculine and my feminine. So I have no fear. <laughs> it's awesome. That's awesome. That is so awesome. That's needed on this show, right? <laughs> That's right. hundred percent. And plus, I just 100%. want to say we only support like strong female role, role models. You know what I mean? Look at my sponsors. That's right. Hey, I'm a proud my of that. My sponsors are all right. Yep. My sponsors are all women, fantastic women, the trio board skate shop and the boho soul owned and operated by Miss Tamarisk Treo from Kilgore, Texas. We love you, Lolo. Love her. And, you know, a refined man barbershop out of Olympia, Washington, owned by Miss Shauna Charbonneau, who is one fantastic barber. Right. She is and one strong shit woman. She is strong. She's tougher than I am. I, I think she made me cry. I Better, believe it. She, she made me cry once. <laughs> no, she beat the shit out of me. Yeah, I believe <laughs> it. I saw pictures of her on Facebook and I backed away and I said, I'm just going to say hi, Shauna. And that's it. I don't have anything to say about her. Oh, I'll poke the bear. I'll poke the bear. <laughs> and don't you don't forget me? our sponsor, Light Code Consulting, found on Facebook, owned by Melissa. 
Thank you, Melissa. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody go find that. Everybody go find that. Everybody go follow her. Blow her Facebook up and say, hey, I heard you and I see you. Um, yeah. or have a conversation. Say hello. Or read her posts and take something away from those. Absolutely. Learn something. Yeah. Everybody can learn something at all times. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm really proud that. of you guys. <laughs> oh, just hold, hold my beer. I'm about to make you mad <laughs> we're getting better every episode we're getting just a little better you know what I mean? we're trying yeah. we're really we're super super trying um we try we keep evolving <laughs> hey so every episode i always try to recommend something some musical somethings uh today i am recommending something that's that it's personal in in my wheelhouse. It's hundred percent right there of with the doom and death and hardcore metal that I love absolutely one hundred percent. The brand new Run the Jewels, boom! You need to hear it. You have to hear it. It is relevant for the time that we're in right now because of the chaos and the racial injustice, because of everything that's going on. Everybody mistreating, everybody hating, everybody not loving, forgetting. Run the Jewels. Need to hear the new one. And find the link in our description. Hell yeah. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Hey, can I give a oh. can I give a shout out? A music shout recommendation. Out, I want everybody to go check out Marie Valverde on SoundCloud. We just did an interview with her and she's gonna be on the show coming up. She does this amazing activist choir music. And you you just wouldn't understand it until you hear her. So we're gonna put the description portion in our description. We're gonna put the link in the description portion of the podcast and you can check out both of those bands. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You got any shout outs there, Melissa? Pardon? You having any shout outs you want to give Not to anybody? Right now, but I appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> That's where you're supposed to shout out Adam has a beard. <laughs> and, and he, Shots fired. Do you have any shout outs, Melissa? No, I don't. Adam has a beard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know I have to be difficult just because I can. You tried to make yes. me mad. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, we'll take it. We'll take it anytime. I love you, Melissa. Uh, I love you both. <laughs> I love you, Melissa. I love you, Jason. Um, everybody, everybody love everybody. Jackie Moon said, "Everybody love everybody." And wear your mask. And wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Adam Has a Beard, produced and distributed by Public Access America, sponsored by Trail Board Skate Shop on Instagram, the dot boho soul on Instagram, and a refined man barbershop on Instagram. Thank you for listening. Such as Adam, Such as has, Adam a beard, has a beard and the Denton, and the Denton County, County Collective, Collective. the Unsigned Countdown, and we will set we up podcasts in North Carolina, and Georgia, and Mississippi, and Florida, and Arizona, and Nevada, and Idaho, and Manchester, Michigan, Illinois, Wisconsin, and we will bring the truth to the people, because the people will have a voice here. No 
longer will we be ignored. No longer will we be forced with policy after policy from an ever-changing network of politicians whose only goal it is is to make money, to continue to run, to continue to make money. They will listen to us. We are the people. We are America. We are public access America. That's who we That's are. And if you didn't and if know you we existed, you might want to get on board. We want to hear from you. You want to hear from us? Hear from us?